Houston, 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 there are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Maloney's Milton Tracks on Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, girls, get ready. Sit yourselves down. Start fanning yourselves. Get your big box of cleaners, your big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your lube because he's here. Very famous one, one, one. Hey, Mac. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good show, very good show tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be show. here. And as yes. you know, I live for this. Mm-hmm. You told us that. So now this is the ninth week in a row. When's the last time you had fish and chips? Uh, I, I, I've had chips a lot, but chips. no fish. It's, no it's fish. so weird because okay. I just, I yeah. don't know. You, you, you're picking I told, the... I told Eileen, I said, we're overdue for some for some fish at yeah. one of the good restaurants in town. You, you know? You're, 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 uh, you're leaning toward the unhealthy part of the uh, the equation, right? Because fish is very healthy nah, for it's you. Not, it, it's not French really fries. That. It's no, just, okay. We just haven't. Uh, we, we like to go out and have fish and chips. I understand. Right, you are the in the takeaway. Place. The takeaway shops just don't do it for us. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. It's just because yeah. it, it's a different style. It's more. Mm-hmm. It, it's more portable. Okay. That's that's the the allure of it. But you can eat it on your lap. You know. Eat it in your you lap. That's and, a plus. Eat on your lap outside, and you know. Right. The seagulls. Uh, Hover around the you. Seagulls, yeah. That happened to me one time. I, seagulls were hovering around, uh-huh. and then I got pooped on on my. Uh, That's good luck. My my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, very quickly, very very quickly, because we have uh, a time th- issue tonight. A long time ago, Lois and I were going into a movie. It was very very cold out, and I don't mind paying the ticket to the movie, but I don't want to pay eight bucks for you know. Two cents worth of popcorn. It just, right. I can't enjoy it. So we went to the store ahead of time, and I bought one of those enormous bags of cheese popcorn for ninety nine cents. Do you know what I mean? Right. So we're walking in, and some candy bars. We're walking in, and I, and I put it under my jacket, but it looks <laughs> like wow, right? So so now we're walking in, and I say, well, I'll break it open to let the air out to compress it. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I did that, but when I did it, it exploded. Now I'm just going. This is the <laughs> Cinemagic at Salisbury. Cinema, you can know this. Cinemagic at Salisbury. Just I'm yep. going in the door, it explodes, right? And these right. seagulls come down and start eating it all. It's like the scene from the birds. All <laughs> <laughs> in like five seconds. Everyone saw me. Oh, awkward and embarrassing. Anyway, thank you, Juan Juan, for joining us tonight. Well, I'm glad I triggered uh, that memory. Yeah, that memory. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Two years of uh, therapy got me over that. Anyway, <laughs> our national correspondent is here, Switchblade Steve Watt, Switchy. 
Uh, great to be here. And ladies, you can keep fanning yourself if you want to. Yeah, yeah, you better. Don't stop. Right. So let's look at the hair. Ah, he's got the, like the jelly roll thing happening. <laughs> he's actually showing it to us, which is a bad sign. Look, okay. Look, look, Mac, I, I, I get out of the shower and I comb it. And it just, you know, it's like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's got to start. It does look like a low-maintenance uh, hairstyle, which is good. Low-maintenance, but changing, ever-changing. Yeah, like the seasons. Okay, thank you, you know, Scott. Don't oh, knock it. It looks good. I'm not it's, knocking it's, it, but fabulous. the next person yeah. might. I, I'm going to get a haircut one of these days. Really? I don't yeah, think okay. you need it yet. Update us. Also with us is uh, Security Chief Willie Club, WC. How are you? You know, like everyone else, it's uh, I'm just very happy to be here tonight. Yes, yes. And uh, first of all, I, I have to address, obviously, he made a comment about his low-maintenance thing. <laughs> and I've seen those. You know, they have those now those new low-maintenance hair pieces. Right, yeah, you just put but them on and forget about them. It's real. I mean, <clears throat> it's, uh, yep. it's amazing, but... But anyways, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pick on uh, on Switch. I you know I've I just been jumping too much on him. So mm. I have to talk to to Juan because he made a comment about eating uh, food on his lap. I, I don't know about you. I'm not double jointed. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hey, you really bring your head all the way down. Or how do you, how do you well, live along the, 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 the lap the lap is your table, and then you elevate the food oh. using your hands to your mouth. Okay. See. Oh, I was. Oh, we got that uh, wrong. You put yeah, other people's food in your lap. No, that's okay. No, yeah. this is nice takeaway cardboard box things. Right. Oh, okay. You're, you're not putting your mouth in your. And it's. Uh, yes. You're not putting your mouth in your lap. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I've seen movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Actually, like awesome. I like eating out that way. I like dining out Once on again. my lap oh. with the birds flying around. We could just whatever works. We could turn yeah. that into a bumper in about ten seconds. Also with us in the studio is our Ronaldo, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I got a bad visual of the eating. Yeah, me too. Lab, everyone you know. does, of course. Luckily, we're a radio show. Uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> you know, the popcorn in your lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the dark, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I was going to say something funny about you. I can't remember. <laughs> We, we were down the moose ahead of time, just as a little recon mission, and you can tell. Anyway, everything okay with you and the bees, Al? Well, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm fine, but the bees, you know, gonna, middle next week, it's supposed to get in the 50s, and mm -hmm. if they're flying, they're they're they come alive. They're they'll come out. How many people in the how many how many people how many bees in the hive right now sleeping? There's probably four thousand, five thousand. In each, in each hive, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear really? them snoring? Little you don't hear nothing, uh, and you don't bother them because if you break it open, you allow the cold air in. Not but, a bad idea. Yeah, right. That's a bad idea. But yeah, and because yeah, then they'll die, and then right. to replace them in the spring, it's 175 per hive right now. So, really? So it gets expensive, oh, especially geez. when you're not getting any honey. Well, don't uh, yeah. Don't like last year, I got minimal honey. Honey. The bees went on. Strike. I could have bought the honey at ten dollars a pound. Mm -hmm. And I'd have excess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be pissed Your off. At them. What are they? Lo what are they loafing on the yeah. job? Well, no, it was That's a horrible year last year. It rained so much. Oh, okay. That the flowers just all the pollen and nectar got washed out of the flowers. Hmm. So it was a real. Last year was a terrible year for bees. You're listening to mm. Bee Time on PBS. Bee Talk. Yeah, Bee Talk. Right. Okay. Listen. Also with us is a uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways and Yard. Raven. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hello, Raven. 
Hello. Let me paint the picture. So you get like a Pittsburgh Steelers hat on or something. What are you doing with that? It's not. I don't. um, Are they baseball? Yes. Um, This is a, I don't know what hat this is. Somebody sent it to me. It has like a little tree and like a, I don't know, like a little thing on it. It's like a little design. Okay. That's good. I got it for free. I don't know. Is it a pom-pom? Got the celebrity glasses. There's no palm on this one. It's oh. just empty up here. Uh, celebrity glasses drinking something in a yellow can. I'm actually you know drinking um, a cannabis-infused sparkling water, so Ooh. I might get silly. <laughs> yes. You know, Raven, that hat reminds me of like a bee. You know, bee. when I look at it, you know, like a bee's butt. Is that what they call it? A bumblebee? Well, no. A bee butt. Yeah. A bee butt. Yeah, that too. I don't know. Yellow's my favorite color, so. It's a Is good it really? Hat. Oh, good. We know that. So, what's up with the Elvis Costello T-shirt? Is that I actually the... got this at a thrift store a few years ago, and oh. I like Elvis Costello, and I got it for like two dollars. So, don't, don't let him know. Win win. Yeah. yeah, interesting guy. I know people close to who are big, big fans of him. I never got it. I just never. You know, not all people get all kinds of music, but I just never got him. You know what I mean? I sounds out of tune. He can't sing. Anyway. I actually uh, liked him. Elvis Costello and the Attractions. The first yeah, he's all right for that punk era. Especially that song, Radio, Radio. Yeah, he's all right. 20 years later, he's doing the albums with Burt Bacharach and, you know, doing, like, you know, escapades and stuff. orchestras, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's his wife's name, though? His wife is kind of attractive. She's a blues. She's kind of, she's she's a singer herself. Diana Crow or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll look That's it up right. in the meantime. Right. Hey, listen. Right, yeah. Talking about hot That's, chicks. She's good. I down, like her. Down there in South, North Carolina is the hot blonde with the Corvette, Susan K. How are you doing tonight, Susan? I am doing well. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for having me. How's everybody else doing? Okay, you, Pretty good, Susan. Good. You look a glow. Are you a glow tonight? Just because I'm just, I love being here. It's like huh. coming home. Wow. <laughs> really? Okay. Imagine us all living in a house like, uh, you know, uh, what they call that? Um, big Brother? Am- yeah, like Big Brother all in the house fighting each other and stuff, throwing, <laughs> throwing drinks in each other's faces and stuff. <laughs> anyway, tonight. Uh, we have quite a Does show. Do live in a commune? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm Never thinking of uh, South Beach. A- what, what was the name of the thing with the, um, with the, with the five dudes from New Jersey? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, yeah. <laughs> we do a Jersey Shore, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we hopefully have an interesting show tonight. We're going to have a guest on around 7 o'clock or so. Uh, her name is Irina, and she's going to talk to us about the Pascagoula abductions. Is that right, Switchy? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Right, yeah. Uh, Charles Hickson and uh, Kelvin Parker. Something, uh, October 1973. Something about this particular abduction has just has stayed around with us. It's caught the attention of a lot of people. A lot of like research has been done into it. A lot of different theories. It's really crazy. Aren't these aren't these the people who look like carrots? The well, they look like like aluminum robots. Aluminum robots. But, but ca- I read the book by uh, Charles Hickson and I think Mendez or Menendez, uh, and it uh, there was a a part in there where supposedly. When they were inside, through a partition in a window, they saw entities that looked more human. And I didn't know that. It was all, it, it, implying that these uh, androids or whatever they were were something that they controlled. Something but kind I, of a... It's been um, a while since I looked at that. Like a special ops type of thing? I've heard people 
kind of suggest that well, as well. Not necessarily a special ops. I think the, the implication was that the the uh, people running the craft were humanoid, but they were using these, I don't know, robots as, as androids to collect the uh, human specimens. Well, uh, oh, oh, that was trouble when that happens. But but the other thing, you know, there is, there's a weird thing about it was a lot of other people didn't see anything. It's hmm. almost like it was cloaked somehow. Huh. Uh, but uh, it, there's really a, a kind of a, a lot of interesting follow-up to this, too. Yes. Um, where, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, gosh, what's that guy's name? Rex. Uh, Trail. Oh, famous uh, UFO researcher. He uh, he, he uh, uh, believed that Hickson was a repeater, and he was. He had hmm. several other sightings afterwards. It'll be interesting what this lady says repeater. about uh, the case. Repeater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's from England, so I think she has a different uh, point of view. On it, and um, so uh, and, and and we're also going to uh, have a report from Club about this new uh, like Russian threat uh, of uh, they have a secret nuclear weapon. They're going to put it in space. They're going to blow us up at any moment. That's interesting, and also um, hopefully Club. I mean, yeah, Club. Sorry, sorry, I missed you up there. Club would switch. Switch would also be talking to us about what are you talking about tonight, Switchy? Well, I'm sure he feels good about that. He does. Oh, yeah. Switchy is looking up what his topic is. What are you talking about tonight, Switchy? Oh, uh, the uh, uh, the alleged secret diary of Admiral Byrd. Oh, right, yeah, the guy went down and Right. But before we do that, listen, we got a number of lists tonight, and I don't know where this came from, but from fans have been writing into us for about three or four months, and we announced uh, a couple weeks ago that we're starting a rock band. We're starting a band. Al's going to be on drums. Sorry, Al. That's about all I'm good for. Yeah, Yeah, you know. You know what they call guys who hang around with musicians? (laughs) Drummers. Drummers. (laughs) Hang on. I like it. I've been called worse. Of course. You know, uh, Marwan's going to be playing guitar. Switching on the keyboards. and uh, There's jokes in there. I can't go on. But anyway. So we need a name, though. Before we go in the studio, we need a name. Hey, what just, about me? I play the banjo. No. Yeah, yeah. You're the lead singer there, dude. Ah. Oh, yeah, with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you deliverance in the background? If you want to. Raven will be on uh, you know, vocals. Okay, so anyway, but we need a name before we can get a contract. So it turns out that Susan K has top ten names for the gang's new rock band. Please tell me you got it, Susan. You got it. Right here, I'm Super ready. Duper. Okay, here we go. I guess we'll start some music. There's top ten names. We've done this in the past. I don't know why we're doing it again. Top ten names for the band's new, for the gang's new rock band. Please, number ten, Susan. Number ten, One One and the One Ones, featuring One One. Right. Comes right off the tongue, doesn't it? No? Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get tick the box for that. No comment? Okay. <laughs> Number nine, please. Number nine. The Dead Winstons. <laughs> oh. Is that, that the name of your hedgehog? <laughs> I get I get it, but ooh. Yeah, okay. Next. Eight. Number eight, please. Just. Fish and the chips. Fish and the chips. <laughs> right? I like that one. Yeah, nice. I think you should trademark that one, TM, so then no one can steal it. I like that. Fish and the Chippies. Fish and the Chippies is another interpretation. Next, please, Susan. All right, number seven. 
Raven Buns and her ironic zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Raven now Buns. we're talking. With a Z in her ironic zombies. I'd buy that out. It should be Raven, Raven Fun Buns and her ironic oh, zombies. Are they ironic uh, zombies or moronic zombies? That's the second album. Max, please. So these are top ten names for the gang's new rock band. Number six, Little Switch and the Moths. I think wow. that one's cute. Hang on, Please. hang on, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, Switchy. Switch and the Moths. Switch, Little Switch and the Moths, like Little Steven. Okay, next, please. <laughs> Susan. Number five, Bob and the Undead. Ooh. That's a good one. Bob the Ghost. I would TM that one, too. Okay. All right. Let's move on before he eats. He has one. Number four. Big Mac and the Cardio Infarction. Come on, get it? <laughs> yeah, but I, I see a lawsuit in that one. Big Mac and the Heart Attack? Right. <laughs> or be in the round boss. Just switch it up a little. That's all. Next, Susan. All Here's. right. Number three. Uncle Al and his dirty bees. <laughs> I love like wow, that. There you go. Next, let's get yeah, a size. Like killer bees. Killer bees would be better. Susan, please. Right, this one's my favorite. Grandmaster Club and Blunt Force Trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one name for the gang's new rock band. Cat poison. Oh, oh wow! Oh my God! Uh, no. Hey, Matt, can I can I add one that yes, I think would be appropriate? Number eleven. Yep. How about Switchy and the Mopheads? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Switch. You're not laughing. Are you laughing inside? I'm laughing inside. Good. Okay. Good to know. Well, thank you, Susan, for that. Luckily, you didn't get a speeding ticket to uh, be on the show tonight. But why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now and really regroup early? You know, listening to Mac Maloney's military for the show here in the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang's here. We'll be right back. Hey, Mac Maloney fans. This is Pistol Pete, and I'm sitting here with the one and only Mac Maloney. Hi, Mac. Hi, Pete. Now, Mac, you've got a new book out called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught that you wrote with our pal, famous crime novelist, Mark Zapula. How did this whole thing come about? Well, Mark and I have this uh, mutual friend that we would go out uh, having beers with every once in a while, and he had the same 20 stories that he would tell us kind of over and over again. And at some point, I said, you know, we should write these down. And we did, and it turned into a book. It's such a crazy title. How, how'd you come up with it? Well, kind of the same thing. We're in the bar talking to this uh, friend of ours one night, and he just said, you know how to get rid of a body at sea and not get caught. And, of course, we didn't know. And so uh, he told us. And uh, the secret is in the book, but I can say that it involves a lot of chain link fence and some crabs. Now, Mac, you gave me an advanced copy of the book, and like I said before, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos if The Sopranos had a laugh track. Thanks, Pete. But it also gives you instructions on how to do some pretty shady stuff, stuff not exactly legal. Well, yeah, the book is about the true life adventures of a juvenile delinquent growing up in Boston in the late 1980s. So you get a lot of the inside stuff like the best way to steal a car, the best way to burn a car, 
how to make fake IDs, things like that. But in one chapter, you actually tell people how to turn an old, broken-down Toyota into a brand-new Rolls-Royce in five easy steps, and it actually works. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I didn't believe it until I saw the proof, but yes, it actually works. Now, one last question. There's a lot of laughs in the book, but also a lot of pretty crazy stuff, legal and illegal. Is it really all true? It's really all true, but um, on the advice of a publisher, they've asked us not to say anything beyond that for legal reasons. But yes, it is all true. Well, thanks, Mac. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the Al Ferrari story by Mac and crime writer Mark Zapula. Get it today on Amazon. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks All Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show this already is here tonight. Let me introduce the members of the posse. A lot of people here. Big posse tonight. Girls, he's here. Juan Juan over across the puddle. Juanie. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a fun one tonight. It's fun already. Fun already. Right. That's yeah. The, that's the tattoo. Also with us, he's doing his uh, exercises right now. Wow, he's dressed like uh, that linebacker for the Pats with Juden with the with the red sleeves on the top of the blue. He didn't even know it. Is our national correspondent? Says Bill Fish. Switchblade Steve. Right. What's up about football? Hey, what's switch. Up? How's 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 the switch tonight? Okay. Uh, pretty good. A little stiff back here. What's that mean? He's pointing to his uh, back of his neck there, folks. In case. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Why, is there a knife back there you can't reach? Is that what you mean? <laughs> anyway, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club. Throw, Hi, throw Hi, of folks. knives. Yes. Great to be here again tonight and uh, looking forward to uh, some of the upcoming uh, situations. Right. As we, yes, right. Uh, you're all dressed in white tonight. How come? Just a coincidence? I don't know. I just, you know, some nights I get ready, I get in a mood before the show. Really? And I'll sit in the room and I'll shut all the lights off. <laughs> really? And I'll talk to myself and then I'll figure out then. And it just comes to me. What to wear? Yeah. Interesting. Listen, I just got to ask, you have pants on tonight? Good and white, by the way. Do I have pants on? <laughs> yes. Just my Speedo. I don't have oh, 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 that counts. Wow, wow. Who needs that pants counts? on Zoom? Right. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Hang on. Relax. Relax. Also with us is... Uh, <laughs> mechanic. Oh, we're now, though, in the studio. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And yes, I do have pants on. Oh, right. Yes, yes. That's mandatory. <laughs> we're in a studio. So mandatory so. here, yes. We had to drive here. So, we have so. to wear pants. Uh, so anyway, Al, how's things with you? Did we already talk to you? How the bees? The bees yeah, are yeah the bees sleeping. are fine. And you know, they're, they're tucked away for the winter, hopefully. And like I said, within the next week, it's supposed to get in the 50s. And yes. Maybe right. they'll be out and I'll be able to take a... Uh, mm-hmm. Educated guess. Can we give your honey away as uh, prizes on the show? What's your problem with with you can't sell it to the public? Well, I don't sell it. I mean, I just don't you give it away. Yes, I give it away. But the the problem you would run into is sending it in the mail. There might be some liabilities there. 
Yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be a lot to send in the mail. You're right. Well, I mean, it would be expensive to send in. I think they ask you when you go to the post office, is there anything breakable? Is there right, anything? Uh, yeah. this, and, and what a mess yeah, you know, a pound of honey would be if it got right. out. You know? But definitely the best honey I've ever had before, ever. has a little bit yep. of a sweetness to it and a little bit of a, kind of a weed taste to it. As it turns out. Uh, thank you, Alpha Juni. Oh, hey, glad to be here. You know, it's uh, it's just one of those things. <laughs> also with us, <laughs> one of those things. Wow. Also with us is our favorite good witch up there in Starways now, Raven. How are you tonight, Raven? Hi, my friends. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I know you just burst in with excitement. You have a big announcement. We're going to get to it very soon. Okay. Okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. Can you contain yourself? Come on. I, I think I, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Also with us, why should do this? Because it sounds funny. Uh, luckily, we have a doctor with us tonight, Doctor Bob Gross. Let's clap him in, only because he's from Chicago and knows people. Doctor Bob, how are you doing? Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Great to be alive. Great to be alive. Great to have great. pants on. So, and great to have pants on. I agree with you on both counts. I should tell everybody that off air. The girls were talking about how Dr. Bob looks like a movie star. The girls in Al, I think, the three of them were talking, right? I, I, I don't know if I was involved in we that, but know. okay. <laughs> you have that movie look, man. You should put out your headshot to... The, the one day I shower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is the name of your autobiography. Also with us. Also, also with us is... We know as the uh, hot blonde in the Corvette, Susan. Kay, super fan. How you doing, Susan? There she is. Yeah, we have to clap for her, I'm too, feeling- because who wouldn't? Thank you. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Make my week, my month. Really? Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Good. Good to hear. So listen, we're, um, we, have, we have a uh, guest coming up, hopefully, at 7 o'clock from England, calling in very late. What time is it there right now, Wanwan? It is, uh, well, it's five five hours sooner than it is over there. Okay, so we're even more confused. What time is it there? It's 11.39. Okay, I'm going to say yeah. the over-under is 50-50 if our guest makes it, okay? Just get a feeling she's already asleep, but let's see what happens. She's going to talk about the Pascagoula uh, abductions, very, very famous abduction case. Um, that's near a Navy base, right, Switchy? Uh, I believe it is, but Some I don't recall what the base is. Yeah. Uh, my uh, uncle worked for uh, the people who made uh, aircraft, uh, made submarines. Uh, United, was it United Boat? No. Uh, General Dynamics. Yeah, Electric Boat. Yeah. Electric Boat. <clears throat> he told me once, he says, when I die, I know I'm not going to hell because I've been to Pascagoula. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So listen, so club... Actually, uh, has some fan letters. We've been going over the late, uh, latest fan letters. Club had to sanitize them 30 days, and now we have, I think, a half a dozen that are appropriate enough to present to the uh, listening audience. Is that right, Club? How's that for the. Well, when you use the term appropriate enough. Okay. Because I'll tell you, I even had to spray them with disinfectant. <laughs> and uh, but, and they were know, emails. I'm going to give it a try here. I'm, I'm staying care. far away from them. No. <laughs> just to yeah. clean them up a little bit. Right, there we I go. printed them out, and it, the paper just... Ugh. Stank. Anyways. Yeah. 
But I, I'm excited about it, so we'll we'll we, get it done. We are too. Let's just start some music, some appropriate music, please. These are latest fan letters that were cleared by club, please, club. <laughs> cleared by club? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> well, that's throwing me under the bus, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, <Yeah>. not yet. <laughs> no. I just hope it's moving. It's early. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll call this, you know, sort of Juan Juan's night. Okay. Let's see. Uh oh. We'll try. off the hook. All right. Should I should I begin at this point? <clears throat> yes, please. Club. Okay. The first email is addressed Dear Mac in Gang. Is it just me, or does anyone else give a flying fuck that one one lives in jolly old England? Big whoop, as the kids say. The place is full of fags. That's what they call cigarettes now over there. True. And their favorite dessert is spotted dick. Come on. So one one eats fish and chips. Oh, the fuck what? I eat fish and chips. Here's my goddamn flyover. I also eat mice, but that's another show. The only food I want to hear you guys talking about is throwing one one into a vat of boiling one one wonton soup. Soup. Peace out. Signed, Switchy's Cat Peel. <laughs> yes, I love Raven. Yes, he loves Raven. Oh, God. You need a, a, a Dr. Bobby, you like a psychiatrist. Can you like analyze these? I, I could be. No. One by one, that, sure. I'd like to meet that person. No, I wouldn't. Uh huh. Okay. I'd you know, be like, uh, yeah. uh, I just wouldn't. Anyway, I'm a time gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that is I'm not mentioned in it, and neither are most of us. Yeah. Right. Stay tuned. Yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> Next, please. Well, should I go on? <laughs> that was the show over. Don't stop now. <laughs> oh, right, well, oh, my God. I got the stench out of that one. You ready for number two? Yes, please. Hi, gang, and especially club who this letter is for. We live in high desert in California. You get your show on iHeartRadio. But sometime it freezes up, usually when you guys are laughing your behinds off. We miss things, and it's impossible to rewind. So here's our question. On the recent show about movies, did Club say he was once in a porn movie? <laughs> And I must address that. I, I, I must admit, I was not in a porn movie. But yeah. When I was a teenager, there were times I felt I, I was. I lived in one. Okay, but anyway, Debbie, Debbie does debut. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a no from Claude. That's a no. 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 Okay, I, and, I, I uh, it is no. no. <laughs> but anyways, I, I want to give credit to the uh, to the authors of that, and that's uh, Mr. Dick and Mistress Jane. Cupid Video Ski-Doo, California. A lot of hmm. places out there, as you know, Dick and Jane. specialize in that. Right. That's Big true. fan base out there. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we'll move on to three. It's time Go ahead. for Raven. If this ever gets on the air, it'll be a miracle. Go ahead. Club, please. Dear Raven, I want to bleep you. I want to bleep you and bleep all over your bleep whisk, my staff watchers. 
Ha <laughs> Did you get my teddy bear? Signed, All Man Andy. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> Please tell Juan Juan to stop writing me. <laughs> Despite what everyone might think, I don't know Lily Jane's contact info, nor her bra size. <laughs> oh, baby. That's your second warning. One one. Oh, wow. I actually have all my teddy bears um, forwarded by the the postal service, so I, I requested not to for, receive them. Really? Just look for a address from uh, All Man Andy. All Man Andy. <laughs> wow, huh? Wow. Well, we, we're really wow. moving ahead now. Yeah, wow. we really Okay, fan letters, please, club. Here's another one. Dear gang of idiots. Did it ever occur to you that Switchy is bald for a reason? Like some reason Lex Luthor is bald? Or Bane or Alpha Man or Trigger Boy from Universe 2? Duh. Switchy is obviously a supervillain, and his rug is part of his disguise, you dolts. He's going to take over the world, but I think I know a way to stop him and save humanity. If you would have Venmo, I'll share it with you. In the meantime, man up, you average height idiots. Keep your heads out of the clouds. <laughs> the NBA games. Signed, Peter Robbins. <laughs> that girl gets better, doesn't sure, it? Yeah, okay. That's very inside. Oh Thanks, please. Yeah, we, hey, we, Bob, we, you all right? I think so. I might have to bleep that I out. I have to read them. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, next. Right, well, the quicker we, we go, move on. as they say, when you're walking through hell, don't stop. Go, please. Go. <laughs> all right, Switchy, here's another one. Hello. I'm wanting to thank Switchy for responding to my ad on Moscow Craigslist. Switchy. I am a divorcee and former government worker. My dream is to hunt moose and squirrel with you in the woods of West Virginia. Steve, who's the squirrel? My boobka, make me dream come true. Forward price of plane tickets from Russia to America. There are two of us, including my boss, Boris, who wants to pull water from Motman's ass. Sign this Natasha, of course. Switchy, come on. <clears throat> you're luring a girl with moose and squirrel. That's good. That's old school, buddy. I like that. I thought that would get a huge... Remember Chauncey and Edgar? The two guys would sit on the park bench and they'd say, now there's something you don't see every day, Chauncey. What's that, Edgar? And they'd say, you know, moose and a squirrel doing whatever. Okay. Was this in... You guys don't remember. It might have been before my time. Let's stop. Was this was this in the Rocky and Bullwinkle show? Yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Every once really? in a while, it, it, it describes something they were doing. And yeah, they yeah. say, oh, I don't know. I see it every day on the Rocky show. It's, it's a running it, bit. See, that's no, another thing. It's, and it was a lot funnier that. if you remember it. <laughs> if, if, if people uh, people really probably don't remember what we're talking about. Raven, do you know what we're talking about? Rocky and Bullwinkle? Rocky and Bullwinkle? Rocky and Bullwinkle. Of course. Do you, yes. Susan? Do you know classic, Susan? Do you remember them? Show. Yeah, I used to watch that, and then uh, Yogi Bear was my other one. I used yeah, to yeah, watch. yeah, yeah. Just funny these cartoons. You can't describe them other than they would appeal to kids on one level, but they would appeal to adults on the other. 
There's like these yeah. kind of like double entendres and kind of inside jokes. They were hilarious. The Ryan Bullwinkle, man. Once you, you figure out what's going on, it's it's unbelievably funny. Do you remember one of their... Frostbite Falls and what's the matter of you? Yeah, yeah, what's the matter of you? One of their big gigs, uh, gags was... If you put on the the Derwood Kirby, the, the Kerwood <laughs> yes. Derby, yeah, yeah, you became yeah. the smartest the man Kerwood, on earth. The Kerwood Derby, <laughs> the Kerwood Derby, and there was a guy named right. Derwood Kirby. Derwood Kirby. Right. He was a second who, banana, yeah, right. Sidekick, right? Who they were making yeah. fun of? Yeah, because he, he's the stupidest yeah. guy right. in the world. So right. they they were constantly busting this guy, and he was going to sue them because they were making oh. fun oh, of him. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, ended yeah. up instead of yeah. being Kerwood Derby, uh, Ker- whatever they would go, the Kerwood Derby instead Kerwood, of right. Yes. And, yes. He couldn't sue them because who was he? Uh, who was the? He was the. He was the second banana for who? Like um, Gary Moore. Gary Moore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Another name oh, for the wow. past. Anyway. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That was yeah. funny. Funny freaking show. And just what, if we're going to tell stories. So the guy who in, who did that show, he was a really crazy guy. He would appear sometimes in the cartoons, but he used to go in the office and he have like a Napoleon hat on. I forget his name, but his name appeared in the credits a lot. So anyway. <clears throat> so that show had just started out. He's driving the country in the first Winnebago ever made. This guy bought it. His, I think his name is Gaines. I'm not sure. He, he, he The publicity stunt is he's going to pull up to the gates of the White House and try to get publicity, try to get into the White House to pu- publicize Rocky Bullwinkle, right? He does that. He's surrounded by guns. He does it on the day JFK gets shot. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Talk yeah. about time. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Anyway, oh, please, do we have, how many more do we have? Oh, thank goodness we're on our last one. Okay, all right, wow. <laughs> By the way, I, I, my favorite on there was Dudley Do-Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was great. Oh, yeah. There you go. He was silver. Dudley and Nell. Yeah, Nell, yeah, Nell. I had to <laughs> the think theme, of Nell. The theme song for that bit was great. Very cool, yeah, very. And, and Fractured Fairy Tales were pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah with Hans Conrad, cool. yeah. I just saw the movie, The, the Creature That Challenged the Earth. And there's about a big octopus in the Salton Sea in California, and Hans Conried was the um, oh yeah was the a scientist. Challenge the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like he was the voice like a in a lot of those. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he, he had very distinctive voice uh, for voiceovers. Please, uh, <clears throat> Club, the last one. All right, if I have to, I will. That's okay. But, dear Mac, you said on a recent show that you don't get any email. That's not true. I write you all the time. You just never reply, Mr. Big Shot Radio Star and author. Oh, such a funny word, author. Just remember, kid, I knew you when you couldn't even say it never mind spell. It. Don't mind me. I'm just reading what I got. (laughs) So, get your hair cut, scrub your teeth, and are you using that ointment I sent you? <laughs> Love, Mom. Oh, Mom. Okay. Oh, <laughs> she's in touch. Did I hear Club was in a movie? Yes, did I hear Club was in a movie? We all got zinc tonight. Wow. Hey, oh, I shit. came out of that pretty unscathed. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah, are you sure you didn't write these? <laughs> I don't know how to write. We don't know. Yeah, no one does, as it turns out. Why don't we take a commercial break now? That way, it'll be, it'll be easier to edit the whole play, the whole thing out of the show. Okay, so gotta go put some deodorant on. Yeah, yeah, hear me both. <laughs> wow. Why don't we? T- it- <laughs> <laughs> 
We're not Moose and Squatter when we need them. Yeah. <laughs> Moose and Squatter. Okay. <laughs> let's. I can't do it. Let's take. Let's take a commercial Juan. break. <laughs> Let Juan Juan please lead us into the commercial, please. He's the only one not laughing. Let's take a commercial break now. We'll be back right after this message. You're listening right to this word from our Bills. ultimate sponsor. Bada bang. This is the Mac Maloney's Comedy Hour here. This is the Thunder Radio Network. Please stand by. And I just kept going on and on about myself. I'm taking a leak in the driveway. He says, I know you like to talk to total stranger. The story's got nothing to do with the Bruins game. It's what happened with Grandma. I was wondering if those were sadomasochism straps or something. <laughs> but I digress uh, from what I don't know. Get into the beautiful mind of Juan Juan only on the Mac Maloney Military X-Files show. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here at the Digital Theater Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. The funny thing is, a lot of it is happening off stage, but that's another show for girls. He's here tonight, the very famous Juan Juan. The only one that we know is across the puddle. Juan. That's right. I'm in the UK. Definitely. And it's cool right now. Glad yeah. to be here. Glad to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. Mm hmm. And what, what's to the show, ladies and gentlemen, and all ships at sea. You're in the salt of England, right? Where it's warm all the time, warm and sunny. We're <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the south coast. Go ahead. I can see the Isle of Wight from my house. Yes, yes. Okay. Which is very nice. Yes. But don't you get warmer weather than the most of the islands? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's islands been, uh, yeah. you know, the 50s. It's been the up, mid to upper 50s at times. It's like... Uh, Fifteen Celsius. Really? Don't don't confuse us with that stuff. All that crap. Yeah. I have to say, Alexa, what's fifteen Celsius in Fahrenheit? She doesn't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> thank does. you. One more. Also with us yes, is sir. our uh, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. Trying great to, to be here. Trying to keep up the energy. How, everything okay with you? Everything is beyond wonderful. Please tell me that you had something really good for breakfast tonight, just to kind of. Rescue the show at this point. I, I, I had something pretty good. You want me to tell you what it is now? Well, let's introduce everyone else here, and then we'll go back to you, okay? <clears throat> okay. All right. Then all right. Then our, our security chief, Willie Club, is with us. Willie, you okay? Hey, Mac. Just, Hi, just, everyone. It's uh, great to be here, I must say, and I, I can't wait to hear about Switchy's breakfast. I've been okay. on pins and needles. We have a number of announcements. He, he's dressed in white tonight. He looks like a bishop, but he's in that bishop kind of looking mode. You know what I mean? There he goes, right? Hopefully the, the side of the cross. He looks like a vicar. Yeah, a vicar is the word I was trying to. Ooh. Also. Uh, what language? <laughs> also with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways in the Eye, 
how she stays with us, we don't know. Raven is with us. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. The Rose Among Thorns. How are you, Raven, tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Raven. What are you drinking? Just tell us. We don't care. It's, it's drank already. I was drank already. <laughs> well, okay. not, oh a, my God, not a bad sign. <laughs> Did you spill it? No, oh. it's empty. It's just, it's, it's really funny looking. <laughs> That'll tell you what kind of night oh, it is. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, we, I, I got a complaint. It's a drink that she's drank, now she's drunk. Wow. Go figure. Drink, drank, drunk. Boom. Drink, drank, drunk. Conjugate that. Also with verb. this. <clears throat> also with this. Is uh, super fan. Susan K. Susan, how are you tonight? Also known as the hot chicken. In the Corvette. What year is the Corvette? Uh, 2004. 2004. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I can picture it. How are you tonight? How's things down there in North Carolina that you can tell us about? Good. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, nice. It's been nice weather. Nice. We haven't had any snow. It snowed for like 10 minutes. We haven't day, had any snow. Susan is originally from Boston. We haven't had any kind of a snowfall here in three years, over five inches, if you can imagine that. So anyway, also with us, talk about snow and cold, Dr. Bob Gross out there in Chicago. Dr. Bob, because we need a doctor on every show here on standby. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Okay. It's probably I'm not from the Bob. UK, but from um, from the IL. Does that, does that count? Mm, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's next to Vickers. Yes, yes. Yeah. Once the again. home of uh, the beginning joke. of Route 66. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a, in what, well, it was Route 66. What year What year was that Corvette? So that was probably a 61. Three. 62. 62. Yeah. 62. Something like that. It, it, did it have the flip headlights? I think it had the round headlights, didn't oh, it? Then a 62, yeah. So it was oh, with, nice. um, oh. Yeah. Great yeah, soundtrack. Uh, uh, what's his name? Peter, uh, Mancini, right? Peter Mancini. Ba, 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 ba. Anyway, listen. So anyway, also with us, sorry, is I guess, Irina, please just tell us who you are, please. And uh, tell us who you are, please. Irina. Yes. Um, I've been investigating UFOs, but it wasn't my profession. I've worked in regular work. Um I have a PhD from a veterinary school and was a professor. Wow. But I also had worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Really? Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, and, and, and I'm sorry, but so you're in the U.S. Where are you located exactly in the U.S.? In Ohio. It's uh, toward the eastern side of the U.S. Okay. All right. So you work for the DIA and um, – I mean, but you, you also, what, retained an interest in UFOs? Did you always have it, or was it a result of your working for, you know, the government agency that got you involved, interested? No, I was interested because I had sightings, and I didn't uh, mention it at all because I wasn't in, I was in scientific work, and so I didn't say anything about it for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. And then as I neared retirement, I said a little bit about it and got harassed and then retired and said more about it. Okay, so what is the thing? What 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 can you can you what did you learn during your time with the DIA that you can tell us now that is just gonna like kinda wow us? Well, my time with the DIA is one thing I learned is that they keep 
track of everything all over the world. I mean, you know, if you have a, air, a base, a military base or an air base or something else, mm-hmm. they have it. The United States has all the coordinates and all the target Covered. information. So if a war breaks out, they just push a button and everything can be wiped out. Boom. Yep. Well, people oh. should uh, know that the, the difference between the CIA, so the CIA is a central intelligence agency. Okay, fine. The DIA is the Defense Intelligence Agency. Basically, they're the CIA for the military. If you can, if you can imagine, the CIA really doesn't isn't really part of the military. It's a U.S. military. It's it's part of something else. And the DIA is like the, the military's CIA, right? Yeah, Arena? the DIA is for other countries investigating all over. Right. Yeah. Sure. So so so, how long did you work for them for? I worked um, in the um, National um, Geospace Intelligence Agency for several years, and then I worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. And, and it, 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 so you went into the job believing in UFOs. Do you still believe in UFOs? I didn't believe. I uh, had my own experiences starting from when I was a kid. Okay. But it wasn't talked about. <laughs> or is anything that happened to you in the DIA, uh, you know, swerved you away from that belief? Or are you still a believer in that these things are real and so on? Well, um, something that happened was is that my supervisors, who were fairly high in the DIA, um, we I was in air order of battle. And we were supposed to identify all the flying objects we saw all over this area. And they saw there was something on the film that was identified as a UFO. And so they turned it in as a UFO to their superiors. And their superiors said, no, it wasn't. It was a spot on the film. Well, it was on two films, and you could get it in stereo and things, so you knew it was real. And then they had it investigated by... Of what they called sensory density of people that studied photography, who also said it was something real. But their supervisors said, no, it wasn't. It was a spot on the film, even though that made no sense whatsoever. And so my supervisors were quite um, put out about it because they were supposed to be the authorities. And these people above them were saying, no, they didn't see anything. And they didn't say anything logical that had a, that related to the actual photographs so I thought that um, someplace way up there's people that are um, making the discounting yeah, yeah. phenomenon but it wasn't I don't think my supervisors had a clearance to know about it right so, so do you think that though is my question is that I know that I mean the 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 common belief is that once you get elected president, you know everything, you're briefed and everything, okay? That, that's not exactly true. I know they have like a handful of secrets of, you know, depending on when, who's taking over, that they're going to take, that they're going to tell you. And I remember Obama saying, you know, like three of the five kept me awake at night, you know? It was like you know, shit you don't want to know, all right? But I think that if UFOs were real, and I, I think that every president in the past – 40 years probably asked some form of that question, okay? <clears throat> and you're not necessarily briefed on it, but if you ask for it, you have to be briefed on it. 
And I just think that the previous occupant of the White House would have asked and they would have had to told him, tell him and he would have tweeted about it in seconds, right? So my question to you is, I mean, what what do they know? Do you think they know enough that they could they could call a press conference right now and say, here's the evidence and convince the majority of people? Do you think they have that much evidence on hand from what you've seen? I would say they probably have photographic evidence, but uh, I don't know where in the government it is. Probably pretty high in the government. Mm-hmm. But I would guess that they... I mean, the DIA is who released those video films. Yeah, the Tic Tac and, and so they on. Have yeah. Much better photography than that. Right. Right. But, uh, all right. So, my next question then is that just in the past few years, and this is something that's been different over the past, you know, 40 years, is that the U.S. government, the military, seems to be almost admitting that these things, especially on the Tic Tac videos, are real. We don't know what they are. All of a sudden, we're calling them a uh, national security threat, and they're talking about them, you know. And and what has changed? What do you think has changed in the past three or four years? Uh, we keep saying, well, they formed a committee, and they'll get millions. They'll get money, so why not do it? But do you think the government is finally kind of lowering its, you know, shield a little bit? It could be. Um, there might be more public pressure because – there's probably a lot of people that have seen them, and um, what are those signals? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying and, to ask. Get another, get another beer. Go ahead, please. Yeah. What? Don't know. No, I mean, but it, so is there anything that would? So there's nothing. You've never seen anything cross your desk that would, you know, convince the majority of us that something is going on as far as UFOs are concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I think the uh, Times article in 2017 had a big influence because they had a pretty, I mean, it mentioned that the government actually was studying UFOs Mm -hmm. in secret, but they had been doing that before. Right. And I had written an article about disclosure in the MUFON journals several years ago, Mm -hmm. right before that came out, about the uh, Pentacle Memorandum that and that showed way, way back that the government was secretly studying UFOs and talking out of the other side of their face and right. saying, no, they don't exist because they had the Robertson panel. Right, right, yes. Sir. It was to debunk UFOs while actually the government was secretly studying them in right. top-secret way before that but themselves. This was um, in the early 50s as a way to, quote-unquote, solve the UFO problem, they put together this panel, and it was, like, full of military guys and CIA guys. And CIA, the CIA people were concerned that if you had some kind of, like, a mass UFO sighting, that so many people would call the Pentagon and call the White House, that they would, fall, they would um, jam up the phone lines, you know, this is the 50s, and the Russians would be able to attack us without any kind of communication. So that's what started the whole idea that let's make – fools out of the people who claim they see UFOs. Let's, let's, let's make it seem like they're all hoaxes they see in Venus and so on and so forth. They wanted to make it seem like, you know, it was like kind of the cuckoo factor. And that way, when people saw UFOs, they wouldn't, you know, flood 
uh, the Pen- you know, the Pentagon you, you, and the White House with phone calls. I mean, it was as simple as that. And that's just uh, this whole idea that the CIA is always trying to downplay UFOs in public, but they've been studying them you know, in private. And it's no, no surprise they've been doing it from the 60s. They just, they've just been denying it until like a few years ago, right, Evan? Yes. So anyway, so you and Philip Mantle have worked on a book. Is that true? We've worked on several books, and mm-hmm. the most recent one has been the Pascagoula abduction oh. account. Okay. All right. And, and that's a very famous account. It seems like it's one of these accounts that hangs on for a long time. People are very interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, um, you know, what can you tell us about it? Weren't the uh, people, uh, they, were, they were shaped like robots and they had carrots or eyes or something? It was really kind of an unusual description of the aliens, right? Well, it was unusual, and it was an extremely good account because a lot of accounts hinge on uh, hypnosis and people having no memory of things or people having solitary sightings and abductions out in the middle of nowhere and and things like that. Well, this was different because it had two people, both witnesses. They actually remembered it Mm -hmm. consciously. Mm-hmm. And right when it happened, they discussed whether to report it or not, because obviously, you know, everybody would laugh at them. But they did report it. They yes. reported it immediately. Mm-hmm. They were interviewed immediately. They were, um, the the police that in- interviewed them uh, wanted, thought they might be hoaxing. Right. And so they... After they interviewed him separately, they put him together and put him in a room together and had a hidden tape recorder so that they could find out whether the people were telling the truth or lying. And the hidden tape recorder, after they took it out, showed that they were not only telling the truth, but they were both just like about ready to have heart attacks or go crazy. They were so scared. Right. The um, police the police transcripts, which I've, re- I've read, are really kind of chilling because it says there's no way these guys are making this up. You know, they're just not, you know, reacting like as ho- as hoaxes or whatever. You know, and um, uh, well, so so um, is the book out on the market now? Yes, it's on the market. What's um, the name? What's the title? Here it is. Can you there see it? it? Is. Well, we're on the radio, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we can see it. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. All right. Beyond reasonable okay. doubt. I like the title. It's on Amazon. I'm sure. Right. It's on Amazon, yes. Okay. And, and, and you and um, you and Phil, you work together. You you were co-authors of this. Yes, we are. Okay, and and uh, he's in England. You're in U.S., right? Uh huh. Okay. And do you meet ever in you know in, in person? <laughs> just just on you know these programs and things on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So your friends, though, your friends, your your uh, cohorts, your um, colleagues. Yes, he uh, he's in England, and the event happened down in Mississippi. Right, yes. And England has one accent, and Mississippi has another accent. That's true, yes. And time zones and everything else, so he wanted somebody in the United States to interview. Go down there, yes. Have you been down there? Have you gone down to Mississippi to the site itself? No. no okay. My husband is from Mississippi, and I've been in Mississippi, but I haven't gone down there recently. Really, yes, yeah. What do you think of Mississippi, just off the top of your head? 
okay. it's interesting because when I went with my husband, they have such a strong accent that he had to practically translate what people were saying. <laughs> really? Yeah. That does not surprise me. So anyway, listen, I mean, you want to hang around? We're going to do a top 10 list right now for the show. You want to hang around with us? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So why don't we do this? Uh, we don't need a commercial break, do we, Uncle Al? No, no I think we're ready to roll. Why don't we do the top 10 list? Raven has. There you go. Round one. Raven? Yes. All right. Yeah. Belay that message. All right. So you have a your top 10 list for us, right, Rave? Please? I do. I just had it pulled up. I'm getting it okay. pulled up again. Now, um, um, if I can remember, and that's not a you know 100% chance, I think it is top 10 reasons why Switch is going to buy an alligator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you sent me. <laughs> Which is perfect for this night, as it turns out. Okay. Top 10 reasons why Switch is going to buy an alligator. It, it, baby, right. you ready? Yeah, okay. We'll stop the music. Please hey, now, is this going to be credible, Mac? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to be sure. Switch, I don't read anything that is not credible. Okay. No, switch, how dare you? Switch. Please, number 10, please, right? Number 10, they cost less than crocodiles. They cost way less to feed and so on. Okay, number nine, please. Uh, They don't have to be burped. They don't have to be burped. Good. This will go quick. Go ahead. Eight. Number eight. So. Yeah. When the day comes, he'll have a nice pair of shoes. Think about oh. it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Seven, please. Good. Uh, do you know a better way to keep kids off your lawn? Yeah. lawn. That's yeah. That's a good one. Good. Nice. Number six. Um, his cats need a new friend to play with. <laughs> oh, for a little while. Yeah. Top ten reasons why Switch is buying an alligator. Uh, number five. Uh, let's just let's just call it his annoying barking canine elimination system. His annoying barking canine elimination. <laughs> Please, right. Number four. It's the closest thing he could think of to running away and joining the circus. Did alligators in the circus? Probably not. Nice, please, Raven. I have no idea. I ran out. Um, no litter box to clean. Right. Wow. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Oh Bob. Dr. Bob's just shaking his head. Well, it's too much tonight. Just Some nights it's just agony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like when? Oh, you're, wow. you're just sorry you're not the center of attention. Tough love. That's, no, that's, that, that's what it must be. Yeah. Some club. Okay. All right. Please. Are we at number two or one? What? We're at number two. Number two. <laughs> number two. Bald? Rug? It doesn't matter. Alligators don't judge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that was credible. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, all right. Here okay. we go. Um, and the number one reason Switch wants to buy an alligator they taste like chicken. Oh, 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 oh. oh boy. Switch. Okay. Irene, you wow. still with us? She's shaking her head. Yeah, sorry. You didn't know what you were getting into, did you, Irene? I, I do have a question for Irene if we're going to do it now or when Go ahead. Yeah, why not now? Go ahead, please. Okay. Irene, I understand that Charles Hickson was a repeater. A, a researcher named uh, Ray Stanford, who's been in this for a, a while, uh, did some uh, extensive interviews with him. And he, I heard stories that uh, Charles Hickson would be out uh, hunting. This is after the Pascagoula incident. He would be out hunting, and uh, all of a sudden things would get quiet, you know, like, like the Oz factor, and he'd have a sighting. 
not another abduction, but he'd have another sighting. And even uh, Ray Stanford went with him at one year after the Pascagoula incident, and they sat there on that pier and nothing happened. But later on, he took him down to Texas. Uh, uh, Ray Stanford had a, a, an area he called Starlight International. And uh, they actually had a sighting, a classic sighting down there. And he thought, he, he believed that in, in, as some people do seem to attract these things or have more experience than others, he believed that Charles Hickson was one of those persons. I just wonder if in your research you encountered that or, or had any, any opinions on that. Well, he had another sighting and it was with his family. Um, the whole family, several people were driving in a car and they saw a UFO. And um, his wife was really scared. And so they left the area, but the whole family saw it and would talk about it. Uh, his wife was pretty, was more nervous than he was apparently about the whole subject. And she was scared and worried about it. Well, he, he took it in stride, the one he, he saw in Texas. Uh, very interesting character. Um, uh, and also, uh, there was uh, Stan Gordon's book, Silent Invasion. I can't remember what state it was in, but there was a woman that had an experience. It was like one of these bedroom invaders things where this, this apparition kind of floated through her bedroom. Well, it looked just like the Pascagoula aliens. But it turned out it was one month before the Pascagoula encounter. I just, I don't know how credible that is. But also, uh, Dr. David Webb, who wrote 1973, Year of the Humanoids, because as you know, there were all kinds of encounters in that fall. Uh, there's a, a report of a young child that, that saw something like the Pascagoula alien in his backyard. And uh, the, the description of the child. And again, I don't know how credible these things are, but it just seems like some of these things that there are patterns and they have legs and so forth. Yes, and there, this one was quite a bit different from nearly all the other ones, and because a lot of them are sort of like slender aliens that have big eyes and big heads and things. Right. Well, these were kind of chunky, and um, didn't and you couldn't even see their eyes, or they were difficult to see. So they weren't ex exactly like the others, but they sort of showed that if these people were hoaxing. They would have probably looked up as you know what people think aliens look like, and described them that way. These were um, the two people didn't have any interest in UFOs to start with, well, and they described what they saw, which wasn't like a standard, the standard media picture of an alien. You know, you, you mentioned the uh, the tape, the uh, clandestine tape that the police made. I actually heard a copy of that tape back in 1976. I was in an informal UFO group, and our sort of de facto leader's name was Lloyd. He was friends with Charles Hickson's co-author in the book he wrote years ago, uh, Mendez or Menendez. I'm not sure what his last name was. And he got a copy, a cassette copy of that uh, uh, interview. And we were we were blown away because, like you said, you know, they're, they, they, they walk, the police walk out of the room and you hear these guys saying, what, did, did you see that? You know, I mean, they were really uh, shaken up by what they what they what they saw. So, uh, yeah, I just, it was a really, uh, interesting. Uh, and another thing, I don't, I don't know, maybe my memory's failing, but I, in perusing that book, again, this is the original book by Charles Hickson. I thought he said, maybe it was uh, later on under a hypnosis section or whatever, he's, he's in the craft and he, he's looking at a wall and there's a, a window, like a partition or whatever, 
and so, and if I'm remembering correctly, he saw uh, entities in there that looked very humanoid, and, and suggesting that maybe, if that's if, if my memory is correct, that perhaps these uh, entities were controlling these other androids or whatever they were. Is is there any any truth to that? That was in his book, and I think it came. I think he said it under hypnosis. Okay. But, I'm not. I'm not crazy then. No. Okay. <laughs> well, but, but some of the guys here might might have a different no, idea. No, but anyway. not, not right well, now. You might be crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so do you think? Do you think perhaps the the ones the entities controlling this craft were more uh, uh, humanoid looking, and maybe that these. Uh, I don't know these these androids these robots were sort of uh, doing their bidding or controlled by them. Well, what? they both thought that the things that picked them up they referred to them as things, and in one tape right after ones where they said it, they kind of looked like ghosts. Well, okay. they mm. thought they were um, that they moved in a mechanical way, right? And then mm. fluid um, way of something alive, and they both felt that there was something mechanical about him. Well, it's a, a fascinating encounter. And it was in the midst of that, that fall in 1973 when there were dozens of encounters. And, and uh, you know, you know, Irene, that was back in the good old days when we had a, quite a variety of these, uh, whatever, whatever they were, these humanoids. Nowadays, we just have the boring grays all the time messing with people. And I, I, I long for, I, I have a certain amount of nostalgia for the good old days when we had some really cool aliens. Wow, Switchy. A little uh, glimpse into Switchy's life. So, Irina, let me ask you this, though. Is there any chance, any chance at all, it was some, I might have asked you this before, any chance at all it's like a you know, special ops just, you know, created by the CIA or the DIA or something like that? Is there any chance it's human-based? Because there's a lot of odd things about it that you don't really hear in other abduction stories. Well, I think if the CIA was doing it, they would have <laughs> made something up that looked like a typical abduction instead yeah, right, of something yeah. way off the charts. Right, yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, good point. Yeah, that's true. Are, are they capable of, of doing anything like that, even if they you know covered all their bases? The CIA capable of, like, abducting someone and convincing them that they were abducted by the aliens? Well, I think that'd be hard because they were both out by themselves, they had no interest in UFOs or anything else. Right. They were on them here. And um, they saw this thing coming. Mm -hmm. It hovered. It levitated. It didn't land. Mm -hmm. And when they were taken on board, they were levitated. Mm -hmm. And they were instantly uh, paralyzed. They thought that um, they'd been injected. Yes. Yes. With but something, yeah. It, I don't think the, I don't think any, uh, you know, according to what their descriptions were, and these descriptions were both conscious from them really, and immediate. Really, no, yes. I don't think the CIA or anything had anything that would levitate. No, really, that's yeah, that's true. But let me ask you this though: just knowing what you know, being in the intelligence community, we were in the DIA, which is the military CIA. Do you think that the DIA or the CIA or the government and U.S. military intelligence agency or anyone, you know, are astute enough to pull off an an abduction, pull off pull off an abduction that they would that the people would convince that they were taken by aliens? Do you know what I mean? Are they that smart to pull off that kind of a charade? Uh, 
Yeah, I think they could. Really? But yes. I, think, I don't think it'd be under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think they would, if they want to do that, they might hypnotize somebody and say, right. well, you're abducted, and then they would wake up and think they were or something. Right. I don't know. We could with two people and an immediate uh, immediate report on it. Mm-hmm. But you know the, the... Immediate interviews and everything else. In the 60s, mm-hmm. the CIA... Was, yeah. Bob, Mac? Go ahead, Bob. Dr. Bob. Uh, uh, if you're on, on this topic, I could add something that I ran into while working with the Galileo Project at Go Harvard. Ahead. Go ahead, please. That really uh, shocked me. Uh, it's, it's kind of quiet. But have you have you have anyone in the group ever heard of what's called uh, Project Bluebeam? I no. Nope, yeah, the I name haven't. sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, what it was, it was, it was, again, it was something that happened a few years ago where they found what they thought was a, a conspiracy theory about there was a group uh, of individuals who were going to create holograms, and then they were going to project those into the atmosphere, and then they were going to pretend that there was a, an alien takeover. Okay, and it started out as a, it was a, it was a hoax. It was, you know, it was a uh, conspiracy theory. It wasn't a a real conspiracy. Now, something I accidentally ran into at the Galileo Project when I was working there, and I'm trying to keep this as secret as possible for right now, but to give you an idea. Don't worry. I ran into a, uh, I was being trained how to use artificial intelligence to identify UAPs. That was what I was, that was basically what I was doing on this project. Go ahead. And I I was training an artificial intelligence computer that was running high, uh, very high quality artificial intelligence software. Go ahead. And I was having that computer training it to be able to identify UAPs. Well, I had an option. I went through some training sessions, you know, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I had an option. When I filled out the form to join the Galileo project, I had to write down, did I want to work with 2D or 3D training at first? Mm. And since I had really never done much training with artificial intelligence, I went through 2D first. Okay. Well, they ac- they accidentally gave me the program for the 3D Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. And and I <laughs> I have information of it. But what what they they had the possibility, and this was just a, a year or two ago, that they could create uh, it, what would look like alien spacecraft that were artificial intelligence, and they were going to be able to project those Re- so like the, holographically. So the blue. The, see, this is what. <laughs> Freaked me out. Freaked me out. Well, the Blue Beam Project, which was a you know a a theory, you know, it was a conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory. It actually could have been real, and and yes, you had a you could rank well on the program I saw. You could rank on how real that alien spacecraft was, and it was a three D animated alien Mm -hmm. spacecraft. Right. What 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 would they um? How would they put that to use? You know what I mean? Just to show up over some enemy city and freak 
Well, the, the according to again the Blue Beam project, which I you know I just started researching it when I found out that it could happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were planning to start projecting in 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 this conspiracy theory. They were they were planning to project these images, and then say that it's an alien takeover. Really. It's, and then they, I mean, it, and then it got deeper and deeper. But it, and now I was doing some research, and that actually that technology is out there right sure. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever see uh, like a um, a swarm of um, of drones? I mean, you know, this last Fourth of July, someplace they had a swarm yes. of like you know five thousand drones, and they're like it's like doing like kind of video on the sky. It's, I mean, hey Raven, do you have a question, Raven? Do you have a question? On the top of your head, or are, are, are those texts not? Oh no, it's it's. I'm sorry, I mixed you up with Switchy for some reason. Switch, <laughs> you have a question? Yeah, I have another question for Irene. Um, Irene, were, were there? I've heard some conflicting things about uh, whether or not other people saw the craft that uh, that was responsible for the abduction of Hickson and Parker. I, I some people questioned that uh, people. I think manning a bridge nearby didn't see anything, but then I I think I heard that. Uh, there were uh, other people that may have seen something. What What does your research show about what other people may have seen uh, to corroborate their experience? Well, that very night, uh, there were a lot of people pl- reporting to the police that they saw something odd. And they had about 50 reports of people saying that they saw something abnormal. Plus, they had people in the police station reporting something normal, too. And... Unfortunately, Katrina, the hurricane, um, ruined everything, and they they couldn't save it. But we've been interviewing a lot of people that are coming out now because it's more uh, it's easier to report now, and you don't get harassed to that extent. And we've uh, got about fifty people that saw something odd that night, and some of them were on the bridge, some of them were in cranes. On one of them was in a crane on the river and um just in the area okay and uh didn't uh uh, calvin parker originally say that he he passed out when he went into the craft but he he didn't because he didn't want to answer questions but later on he said he was awake and alert the whole time yeah um uh charles hickson was older he'd been in the army he had been in life and death situations and he thought that he could stand up to the, you know, the vast amount of harassment they were going to, going to go, have to go through. Kelvin mm-hmm. um, was 18, a teenager. He was engaged. He wanted to get married, and he <laughs> didn't yeah. want, you know, his anybody to, you know, stop him or from right. having, you know, his plans for the future. And so he hid it for a long time. And he didn't even talk about it to his wife or anybody. Hmm, interesting. He just tried to bury it, and he didn't want to go through life with everybody saying, "Oh, did you see a UFO?" You know. How did you get involved, Irena? How did you? How did uh, it catch our interest? I got involved for two reasons. One of them was that um, this happened October the eleventh, nineteen seventy-three. Well, something happened to me exactly the same time. Tell us. And. That I was living in Missouri. My mother was in Ohio, about 600 miles distant. She, my mother was a big skeptic, and she called one night and said, "Did you hear that noise?" And I said, "You know, 
I couldn't possibly hear that noise. And she, hmm. you know, so I told her she was crazy and everything. Hmm. And so she kept saying, did you hear that noise? Then about several days later, she called and said that there was a huge wave of UFOs where she was in Ohio. And it was just like they were describing down in Mississippi. Okay. And people were keeping their kids in, that people were scared at night. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And so anyway, years later, I didn't pay attention to it too much, but years later, I was in the Ohio State University Library. And just on an impulse, I decided to look up and see if I could find out when that noise was. And I didn't expect to because I didn't even remember the date. And I thought, well, look at a few newspapers and forget about it. And But I found it. Even though I didn't know the date, I just went in the middle of October 73 okay. and found it. Hmm. Well, it was interesting because there was this huge noise that traveled across about half the United States. Okay. Yep. And nobody could explain it. And it happened exactly. Exactly the same time as the abduction. Right. Yeah. 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 So it, I, um, switchy, wasn't it? It wasn't it a wave of UFOs uh, that was happening in that summer of '73 or something. Yeah. yeah the, the fall that was uh, they called uh, 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 David Webb did a book called 1973, Year of the Humanoid, hmm. and he chronicles a lot of the uh, well, frankly, close encounters of the third kind that happened yeah. wow. that, that hmm. fall. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break now, real quick. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to McMillan's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac and Rooney. What a show. I mean, really, what a show. We somehow put together tonight. First of all, this is really the, uh, you know, co-conspirators. Juan Juan is with us across the pond of Wani. Hey, Mac. Yeah, this is a really weird show. <laughs> really very, weird show. Very well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Irene has really added to the, the melting pot here, as we call it. It is a melting pot, yes. So, right. Good job there. Okay. Yes. Welcome right. back, everybody, and uh, okay. come along for the ride. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> right. More to come <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> also with us is our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. Great to be here, taking one for the team tonight. Do you see how he took his glasses off, just like Clark Kent? Listen, real quick, guys. You know, we're going to have to jam it in. What you have for breakfast? Today. Just real quick. I went to, to Tudor's Biscuit World. I, I got a kind of a, a stepped down uh, a breakfast platter, just pancakes and bacon. Pancakes Dude. and bacon. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. That, that's not full. And I didn't eat all the pancakes. I you ate until I was full. Did you bring them no. home? Did you bring them home? You're just cutting down on your carbs, right? I ate all the bacon, though. Uh, that. It's good for you. Don't worry. He's aching for bacon, man. Look, that means something different. 
Also with us is, is like uh, the best food. Also with us is our security chief, Willie Club. Mac, I'll tell you tonight, I, I, I don't know how I'm absorbing all this. <laughs> me, it's going to take me a while to figure all this right. out. And then top it off with Switch talking about bacon and how it's and, good for hair growth. And right. What's yes. next? Well, that's a failure. Well, just wait for the DVD and, and tune in for the extras. <laughs> Can't wait. Huh. Well, every, <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Also with us, well, in the studio with us, uh, Looking at pulling on this uh, laptop. <laughs> Uncle Al, Kitty's pal. Al Ronaldo, your phone mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hey, hey, everyone. Um, yeah, hey, I'm everything here. Everything okay? <laughs> yeah, it's fine, but wow. Is, is the car started for the getaway? <laughs> anyway. I, I got it warming up in the parking lot because it's awesome. cold out. Also with us is uh, um, favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven. Why? 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 Do you, why aren't you bowling on Tuesday nights instead of being with us? Raven. Um, hi, bowling is boring. So that's why I'm not there. <laughs> okay, well, it's as good as anything. All right. Uh, are, you having to, are you having fun tonight? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, and the drink that, the, the drink that you drank, what was it? Just for our sponsor. <laughs> Can't talk about it. Oh, wow. It's going to set me off again. <laughs> She, I'm serious. Got, the poor girl got drunk on the drink that she drank. She drank, yes. <laughs> Go figure. Sounds like a country song. You, you didn't say that. Yes, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> also with us is super fan Susan K. Susan, how are you? How, <laughs> Susan, how are you? I am doing well. Thank okay. you so much. It's so much fun to be here. Just to um, you know, kind of uh, tease this, you don't have any animals in your uh, camera range, do you? He did earlier. No, well, let's see. let's keep. Oh, what is go. that? One. Don't say anything. Hold on, hold There's on, the hold, other one. hold on, hold on. All right, Doctor Bob There's is also up the stuck. Doctor Dr. Bob, <laughs> we need dog and two cats. None of it. Just did it. Yes. Hey, Doctor Bob, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Mac. Okay. Hello, everyone. For this, you can Hello. send us. For this, you can send us a bill. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you know what I mean. Also with us is a good friend, Irina, in Ohio, also, uh, who is someone who's uh, very, um, has researched, done a lot of research into the Pascagoula abductions. And um, I don't know, it's one of those abduction cases where it just sticks around. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of them just kind of fall by the wayside, right, Irina? But this one kind of uh, has some water to it. Well, this one had a lot of other witnesses, a lot of investigation, a lot uh, sort of like proof that the people actually thought they saw what they said, mm -hmm. and a lot of evidence, all kinds of evidence. Right. Plus, the 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 the, the, the transcripts of them with the cops are really, like I say, you just read them and there's like no way they're hoaxing it. They're they're, they're not lying. They're they're. Reacting and, and talking. I, I think they're available on the internet too. The Are audio, they really? Yeah. The audio of them? Uh -huh. Shoot, yeah. man, that's bad. So, anyway, listen. Uh, we do have a big announcement on the show tonight. Okay. Regular listeners will understand why we're making a big deal out of that. I'm going to turn it over to you, Raven. Um, yeah, no, I have uh, really good news. Um, Mr. Raven and I decided that we were going to adopt a new kitty. Um, so we adopted a sweet little baby. Her name is Lucy, um, and that's Lucy with an I. Um, she is a um, 
dilute torty is her coat i'm putting oh, some no. pictures in in the group chat um and she has extra toes and she's super oh, super I cute that. i love oh, her I so love much with extra toes hey. oh wait wait wait, wait. It, it was, was super <laughs> not planned not expected at all and sunday we came home with a cat that's <laughs> what they all say so listen raven do you do you not understand that torties are trouble Torties. I have heard that. Oh, oh, I've owned my share of them. Torties are trouble. I know this is a time up. Right, torties are kind of cat. It's a tortoiseshell coloring of this of okay. the fur. All right, and this it's is, always a female. I'm already uh, and torties are trouble, and they just have an attitude. <laughs> they do. They have a, they have a tortitude. She certainly has her own little personality. Yep. We're kind of dealing with a little cold right now because she was in a shelter. So it's typical that they'll come home. And but isn't really just a cat. Plus the weather doesn't help. So, so but, you're, uh, you're clapping over six toes with the cat. You know, not that it's from Chernobyl or anything. That's just, great. Okay. Is they're supposed to be good luck when they have extra toes? <laughs> okay. And, and you know what, Raven? Well, you know, there's, there's Raven, too many you know jokes in there. You just warmed Max Cockles. Oh, yeah, that wow. indeed. <laughs> but Tordy's a trouble, trust me. Okay. I've owned wow, my share. Who sees a cutie? She's so cute. Okay, all right. All right. So, She's sitting right here with me. She's in her little cat tree. She's like right in front of my computer. Okay, all right. I feel like I've eaten, a, I've eaten like 10 pounds of tofu, if you know what I mean. Club, you don't have cats, right? You don't have any of those disgusting animals around your house, do you? No, as you know, I'm a dog person. Good dog person. Yes, okay. I'm not as vicious uh, uh, to cats as you are. No, no. but they're, they're not uh, one of my faves. Well, realistic, right? There's, no one's really favorite, right? They're, you haven't met the right cat. Yeah, yes, I have. All right, Irina, do you have any cats? Do you have a dog or a cat? I have a cat, and she's sitting in the window telling me to let her in. <laughs> I have three cats, I mean. See, this is bad. So this do is I. bad for the show. You know, this is not what we want to talk Dr. Bob, you don't have any cats, like do you? Dr. Bob, don't let us down. Yes. Do you have any cats? Uh, oh. No, but I have a couple of cockroaches that I keep in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, why do you do that, Bob? By the door. You, you, you <laughs> put holes in the top, right, so they can breathe? Yeah, yeah. Breathe. Uh, no, the, no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Wow. Watch some suffer. Cool. So, in Raven, so should we take a cat count? So, you have what, what nine cats, Al? I'm down to three. <laughs> down to three. Yeah, Raven, you have one cat now, right? That's four. One cat, two dogs. How many, how many, uh, Switchy, how many cats do you have? Three. Three. Okay. Irina has one. So how many are we adding this up? Um, three, six. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay. One, one. Do you have the cats? Did you bring cats with you over there? Uh, no. It, uh, the cat we had passed about a few months before we arrived here in the UK. Okay. All right. So right, no cats so for you. And um, Susan K., I know you have like a, a dozen of them, right? Uh -oh. Eleven. Eleven oh. cats. Okay. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nine they, five. It goes the over under. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Eleven cats. I had to write them down to count them. <laughs> okay, that's not, wow. that's not good. How many are inside and how many are outside? Three are inside. Excuse me. Oh, I have twelve. I missed one. Wow. There's okay. Four right. inside. <laughs> and then we have a like a cat suite built onto our detached garage so that they can go outside during the day and they're safe from predators. 
Um, they have like a, pa- a catio. Oh, a catio. And, uh, catio. I love that catio, man. And That's then uh, I have several um, that have trapped, neutered, and released so to try to stop the cycle from the strays showing up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And they just kind of stayed. So four yeah. inside, three on the catio, and then the rest are but you live on, on the farm. You're on a hush farm. You're on a hush farm, right? Correct. Yeah, yes. okay. And, and Let's get two donkeys. Really, don- oh, wow. donkeys are interesting. Yes. Wow. I almost think of getting a donkey. Donkeys are really interesting, um, you know, animals. You ever seen a donkey? I hate to say this. Attack a coyote. Okay, the donkey. They're, they're true blue. It's they're unbelievable. Than a, a dog. The, boom! Five seconds. The coyote is like done. You know, and hyenas sure. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're, they're like mean animals when it comes to their owner and stuff like that. So yeah, donkeys are really interesting, right? It would be tough there to are get free past zoning. Donkeys here. In yeah, the, I know. <laughs> where I live in the uh, uh, although this part of uh, England, which is called the New Forest in this county of Hampshire. It says. Hmm. Well, so yeah, anyways, free range donkeys. The donkeys are owned by farmers and stuff, but they mm-hmm. they're allowed to roam free huh. yeah. and walk the streets. Really? Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know if I'm in favor. Very of that. cool. You know, the other okay. thing you have to realize okay. where we live, Go ahead. it is zoned agriculture slash residential. Okay. So agriculture takes precedence over oh. people. That's so what, you could right. put it. You could have a donkey, and Thank they can't you, say. Anything to you? <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. All right. I was, I was thinking getting a uh, challenger first, you know, but then a donkey is probably right after it. One, one. I see your car everywhere. It's really weird. Run ninety five, and like ten of them went by us. You know what I mean? Like a like a like a you know car club or something. Do you know what I mean? Really? <laughs> yeah, they were heading to the service department because oh, they're, they're dodges. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, so I've introduced everyone. We've well, talked about the cat. Ones. So, so uh, uh, Ravens with the cat is a uh, 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 Lucy with the with an eye. Yes, and a hat over the eye, dotting the eye. Right. Oh. Now, how do you know? Sure. How do you know that the cat is going to get along with your uh, two dogs? Uh, well, we didn't. It was it was definitely you know a, a risk. She had never ever seen dogs. Wow. Luckily, my dogs are like. The, the chillest ever. Yes. Um, Scotch just has like a touch of anxiety, but you know, once like he calms down, he's fine. Scotch and Ruby anymore. just like gets along with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like she's just a gentle giant. So mm. um, we kept them separated. And then on Sunday night, that was when we brought her home. Yes. Well, Sunday during the day, but Sunday night, she like just went downstairs all on her own and was sniffing around the dogs and mm. kind of booped their noses and was on the couch with us. And, that was it. She really it, huh? didn't seem to care, and neither did they. Wow, everybody, everybody fit in together right away. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask well, you, uh, Irina. Everybody's, everybody's smell must have been just right. Well, yeah. you know how that goes. Uh, you, you have a PhD in veterinary medicine, Irina? It's from the School of Veterinary Medicine. Oh. So let me ask you this. Okay, so, like, I hate to say it, but in my day, dogs chased cats. Now you see a lot of dogs getting along with cats. My brother sent me a, a, a video the other day of his cat licking his dog, and I was like, this is disgusting. As things <laughs> change, because more people have, like, dogs and cats in their house, that they're getting along now, and, you know, in the past, that you wouldn't have a dog and a cat in your house? Well, yeah, they're a lot more peaceful nowadays. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The breeds are? Yeah, huh, huh. 
Anyway, wow, that's interesting. Uh, so um, they're all getting along. Well, listen, talk about getting along. I'm going to throw it to Doctor Bob. No, all right, yeah, well, Doctor. Why don't we do this now? Oh, okay. yeah, I think sorry. I've got a hairball. In sorry, my don't. Better <laughs> <laughs> hope it's a hairball. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a cockroach. Now listen, hold on. <laughs> he knows where those two are. Could be both. <laughs> well, ever, listen, I don't want to say. Until you've seen a cockroach and a hairball uh, together. If you had a cat, maybe you wouldn't have cockroaches. I don't know. They chase yeah, cockroaches. Right. <laughs> I'm just not a cat person. You know what I mean? There are cat people. I'm not a cat person. You've never met the right cat. I'm that's, telling that's, you. I've met millions of freaking cats. They're no, all but, the same. It's no, like no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I think no. they're all snowing you people. Feed me and I want one place to sleep. That's in one place to, you know what? And that's it. That They don't. They're not like dogs. You have to. Not like you have to come over and meet my cats. I've met your cats. Your cats are freaking insane, man. You drive them crazy with the laser beam. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I didn't say that. Don't Wait, send the animal services after him. <coughs> anyway, Dr. Bob. Um, okay, can everyone hear me? Yes. Yes. Listen, so but you I had an experience uh, back uh, late uh, last year. Um, we don't have to get into what was wrong with you, but you were in the hospital, and for a while you had what you would describe as a near-death experience, NDE. Yes. Uh, it, it was very strange, and actually I've, I've – after it happened, uh, I, at the University of uh, Virginia, UVA, okay, I had done some research because it was so strange, and they have a division of perceptual studies. And what happened to, to uh, what I experienced fit what they had described as a near-death experience. So I, I contacted them and they had me write up, you know, a detailed report and send it to them. So they're, I'm working with them now and they're analyzing what happened. So what happened? What did you see? What, what, um, you, well, know? you know, basically what, what kicked it off is like back in August, I had a, um, they found out I had a high PSA score, yes. you know? Right. So I, uh, had to have a, a prostate biopsy. Go, go, go ahead. You had a procedure. Yes, yes. So, so I have. I go into the hospital in uh, like October. Yep. You know, and have this experience. Have the uh, procedure. Yes, yes. And I, I I go home and everything seems all right, but it didn't. There were some okay. side effects. So things okay? turned around. Yes, yes. So there, I like I couldn't urinate and all of that stuff. Oh, go so ahead. It, yes. And there was yeah. like all that. Blood, you, all that, fun. You oh, all that yeah, okay. it gets even better. Yep, go ahead. Okay, so I'm, and I'm 75 years old. Okay, uh, okay. So this is, uh, he doesn't look 75. Is, Doesn't he look like he's like who is it? Is it is it Michael Douglas or someone? Who does he look like? Robert De Niro. Uh oh. Oh no, a little bit. Yeah, a little like yeah, but yeah, he does. Cox yes, he vibe. Did. Who who? Ray? Brian Cox. He's in that show. Is he a porn star? No, listen. <laughs> no. Irena, do you think he looks like anyone anyone famous, Irena? Doesn't he, he look like, like Robert De Niro in uh, Killers <laughs> of the Flower Moon? There you go. Older uh, Robert okay. De Niro. Okay, not to interrupt your story. Go ahead, please, Dr. Bob. Anyhow, I, I, you know, I had the procedure, then I started having problems with it. So I, I had to go to the hospital. So I go to the uh, – luckily, it's only like, a, a, you know, a mile from where I live. So I go to the emergency room. 
and they they check it out and they check things out and they had to put a, a catheter in. Oh boy, boy, how and that that was painful. So then I went home, but at least I could relieve myself. Okay, so then that stopped working. Okay, and then I had to go back. Irene's to laughing. The, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm cringing. <laughs> a a non functioning catheter. That's, how is how is that possible? It's just a oh. Tube. It's, it, I don't know, but I went back into this and I go back into the emergency room and this, the doctor who's in the emergency room, they weren't just AIDS anymore. She said, you got to get that out of there immediately. And she yanked it out. Oh, imagine, so oh my. Oh, so, everyone is just grimacing. All, all the males you. are anyway. Go this ahead, is, please. This is the scariest story, but, but wait. Oh, wait, there's so, more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I got to the point where <coughs> I think hairball. <laughs> Another hairball, folks. I could I'm I couldn't walk because, like, and my legs started spasming because of pain. <laughs> so they're giving me pain pills and so forth. Like, really? I, I even had two shots of morphine. Oh, <laughs> that changes. I'm still, I'm. So Screaming, you know, it's so really? bad. Go ahead. So, two shots of morphine. I, I had the. Uh, now this happened. This is strange, but this happened October thirty first. Then, when I was really in bad shape, Halloween. And I really thought I was gonna die. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. So I, I, I called my daughter and I said, you know, I loved her and I really thought. I said, man, I think I'm gonna die. Went that far. I, the the yeah. pain is there. Yes. I'm shaking. You know. Yes. 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 My legs are spasming. So. They finally give me a, a different kind of pain pill. It looked like a little, those little cinnamon tart candies you get on yeah. uh, Valentine's Day or whatever. I've had those. So that, they gave me one of those. So that <laughs> later on that evening, this is now October 31st, wow. okay? Yes. And I have this, like this experience. Go ahead. Now, this is a, a nice one of the top hospitals in the country. Okay? Yes, 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 yes. And I'm, I have this experience where I'm walking around the hospital, and I just have that, you know, that hospital gown on. Yep. And that's it. And it's not, you know, okay. because I, and I'm holding a, a bag, you know, a catheter. Is this, I hope this isn't going where I think it's going. Go ahead, no, please. But, but I'm walking around. Uh, my experience is I'm walking around the hospital. Right. And I'm walking into other people's rooms, asking them how they're doing. Wow, huh? Okay. You know, I'm introducing okay, so. myself as Dr. Gross, and I'm like, you know, how are you, you, you are a doctor. So wow. Okay. And, and I'm going down these really, really long halls. I know that the hospital doesn't have these hospitals. I like to have hardly any clothes on, and they're letting me do this. Okay. Which I'm thinking, what is going on? You know, so I keep walking, and the nurses are saying hello to me, and I'm asking, oh, how this test work out? And this person, I'm introducing myself and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's again, these halls were really long. And there was, I could tell there was like a little bit of like fog or smoke in the hall. You know? <laughs> okay, yes, okay. And so, and, uh, so then I went, I must have, I went back to my, my bed. 
And the next morning, you know, I, I got up and uh, I mean, there were some other things that happened that were just bizarre with nurses and stuff. And, and they saying, like, uh -oh. if you don't behave, we're going to put the catheter back in. Really? That things. is. But, uh, yeah. Those little things. Yeah. Yeah. Those little things. But anyhow, so I, I started. The strange thing was that after that, when I went, went home and even before I went home, I started like having all this energy hmm. and I started like my brain was working faster than it had ever worked before. Really? Yeah. Huh? Never had and, that. Uh, I started like, you know, I, I had a book in progress that I was working on that I was drafting. Yes. And uh, like after that, that, that next morning, this would have been like November 1st, I didn't feel groggy hmm. and I, I had my whole, all my mental function seemed to be enhanced. It felt like I was, I was doing things quicker. Yes. I was thinking deeper into stuff. What's the secret? So, and I went home and it was, you know, after I went home and they, it was, things started to clear up. It took a long while before there were any problems and I had to document everything. And then that's when I started doing the research on what could have happened. And I, I did some research on this, uh, near death experience it was called yes yes and i contacted the university of virginia okay and i described basically what happened and they and then they told me to write a, a report on it and i did and they said that, you know it it could be that i had a near-death experience and once they have all the doctors analyze it they're, they're going to get back to me okay but can i just interrupt here for a second sure no most people's near-death experiences that they they go towards the light and they see grandma and stuff. You're walking down a hall with the, yes. with, the with 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 the, with the bag and uh, everything well, I mean, in, with, in, with, with, with the, the fog too. With the yeah, fog, I, I saw the fog. I didn't see myself with the bag and going into people's rooms. Think, You're going into, you know, but I saw the nurses. I saw these really long halls. Okay, is there security? Really is there is there video of this? There was Fog, yeah. a little bit of fog. A little bit of fog. That's all. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, and then you came back and came back to the living, right? Yeah, I came in like the next morning, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was back from <laughs> okay. wherever I was. Yes. And, you know, and then I started thinking, man, I had all this energy and my mind was like racing. But why? Why was and that, do you think? Why do you think that happened to you? Well, when I did the research on a near-death experience, they said that could be, that's part of a near-death experience. Uh, from the, they, that was at, uh, from the Division of uh, Perceptual Studies from yes, yes. the University of uh, Virginia. You, you, or West, yeah, what University of Virginia? You so get, they, uh, they, I fit the the uh, characteristics of what would have happened for a near-death experience. Yes, yes, but. It's almost like uh, now I can't stop working. I seriously, I've got six books that I've drafted really, yeah? since since the end of October. Six, and okay, I've been well. and I've been finding like when I have a, a research problem that I can't solve, right? I I can find the source. I know exactly where to go, really, to the source to find the answer to what I'm researching. Well, let me ask you this: Can I can I add something? Yes, please. It's very familiar. That sounds like a, a diagnosis that I've heard from a, 
a Viagra overdose. Well, that's sometimes <laughs> okay. it's, if it's over three hours, you got to go to the hospital. That's <laughs> something you heard about, though. Yeah, right? heard. Like, hang yeah well, no, it's, it's very big in the uh, medical uh, I had a Viagra overdose once, and, and a cat couldn't even scratch what happened to me. Oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> well, that was, uh, all I can say I mean, is that catheter, that was a clear oh, violation oh. of the penal code. Wow. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Honestly, I, like I said, I've never felt that much pain in my life. <laughs> okay, not till this moment. Okay, did, yeah. Did the vision go blue at all? Vision? <laughs> Listen. No, side effect too, blue vision. TMI. Blue vision. I did. Wow, we. It was. Okay. All right. I hope, I, I think I might have been chasing around a nurse or two, though. Really? Yeah, yeah see, that's what I did. You know, is there any security really long, footage though. of this? Yeah, yeah. You, had your, you had your little <laughs> gown on backwards. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> either, either way, either way. It's, yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. When I'd hit the end of that tube on the catheter, <laughs> oh, oh. it would yank me back. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. okay, listen. Maybe on that switch, please put up the uh, train wreck as quickly uh, as possible. Yeah. That was a train I'll do it as quickly as I can here. <laughs> yes, we're going to... Uh, hit the wrong button. Well, that took a turn. That right. took a turn. That um, Okay. So the other reports we will do next week. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, next Thank week you you're doing a music show. You're not doing this show. You're we, we don't know yet. Right now, all I want to do is get to the galley and uh, get into a Jack and Ginger, as it turns out. Look, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us. We had a real gang tonight. Irina, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me and very interesting stories. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, right. Riveting. Well, that's one Wasn't way to too crazy, was it, Irina? One way to put it. Irina, do you know a lot about birds? I have a lot of questions about birds. My sister's a, a talented bird watcher with really good eyes. Really? But yeah. I don't know yeah. I think birds uh, have very kind of peculiar behavior. How do they know? How do they know, like, for instance, in, in where we live, there's like, a, you can tell a flock of, uh, what are they, uh, chickadees or something, those brown things, those brown, right, brown uh, yeah, like, you know, small birds. Starlings, or you're talking? There's a lot of starlings. There's a sparrows. lot of sparrows and uh, morning doves always flying around. How do they know each other? Because a sparrow doesn't know what it looks like. You know what I mean? How do they know the other sparrows? Do we know? Hmm. Yeah, by smell, they they sniff each other. They're not dogs. Well, <laughs> yeah. Must be some kind of orientation. They go something through. they go through HR <laughs> plus something. Maybe they speak the same language. They, they cheat. They cheat in the same language. Yeah. They know okay. exactly where they're going to go. That answers when the they're going to go and who's going to be the leader. They're really smart. They, they know. They know what looks good to them, and they know whether. Yeah, yeah, but 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 how does it? How does I'm just asking a simple question. How does a little bird, any kind of bird, know that they're not – how do they know they're that type of bird and not a – how does a crow not know it's a seagull? Because the, the crow doesn't know what it looks like. Crows are really smart, though. They, oh, they right. might, you know. Let's take a dumb bird then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they see the reflections in a bird path. That would there you go. There you go. Thank, you, thank you, Switch. Thank you. Clearing that up. Anyway, <laughs> Irina, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. I'm sorry. Who they are. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry that I insulted you that said you were in England. 
<laughs> why not? They're all gone anyway, so why not? Thank you, Ryan. What's the name of your book again on Amazon, please? Uh, beyond Reasonable Doubt, and the other one's Beyond Pascagoula, so they're all beyond. Wow, huh? Okay. It sounds really great. Yeah, it's a really uh, interesting abduction story. It's, like I said, it's hung around for many years, so that means there's something to it. Thank you, Ryan Renner. We appreciate it. Now we're going to have to say goodbye to Dr. Bob. Wow, Dr. Bob. Thank you. You were the prescription. Thank you for having we... me. It was a very interesting evening. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you are the prescription we needed to get through the night. Okay. And the stuff you were talking about earlier that, like, expands your uh, – Consciousness, and you know, you get a little buzz off it. Send it to me in one one, okay? We'll be fine. We'll be in the trial. Yeah, please. Okay. I'll send it by flying pigeon. There you go. Well, you just have to find but, a long hallway. But will it know it's yes. a pigeon? Will it know it's a pigeon? It might know it's a seagull. Who knows? Thank you, Dr. Bob. We appreciate it. You're Susan, quite welcome. Susan K., we have to say goodnight to you, Susan K. All right. Thank you for having me. Did you night, have, it was so nice to be here. Did you have fun? Nice to see you, Susan. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Susan. Did you have fun, Susan? I always have fun. You I've sure? been looking forward to this all day. Really? Thank yeah. you so much. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And then we're going to go to Club. Club. <laughs> in one I'll tell you, a very informative show tonight. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm really uh, <laughs> Grandmaster, the show was going to go to the donkeys tonight, did you? No, we don't know. Well, Doctor Bob really set it off at the end. Too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it went in many different directions. That's what. <laughs> well, I'll say. Club, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. We'll talk to you uh, very soon. Okay. Right. Have to say goodbye to Al Ronaldo. Uh, the car started. We call him oh, Dave. Oh boy, I tell you, it's time to time to roll. Uh, I just want, in the immortal words of Groucho Marx, go ahead. Via duck, via not a chicken. <laughs> Steve gets it. Okay, yeah. it's a bird joke. He's down in West Virginia. What do you expect? Okay. Anyway, what did it say it again? Say it again. Via duck, via not a chicken. Via duck. Via duck. See, oh, someone uh, said to him, "You get out by the via duck." Yeah. In turn, he goes via duck, via chicken, via not a chicken. Must have been Groucho's bad. And then you get out to the levee. Yes. Because. I'm not even going to go there because it'll get me in trouble. But okay, <laughs> okay. On that note, thank you, Al. Thanks for having me, man. <sighs> Is it time to go yet? No, yeah. No. <laughs> Are we, we done yet? Goodbye to me yet. Yeah. Should we say? Should we call Dave? Or no, just take a break up. for it. You got to okay. call him. You got to call him. It's almost eight. Okay, we'll see. Let's see. What it Make sure um, the burgers are on the grill and the yeah. Yeah, okay. Jack and Coke is on. Is ready to be poured. Jack and Ginger. Every time you walk in, it'll Jack be right and Ginger. There. It's that's how it used to work. Okay. Uh, so when that's Mahomes' wife. Oh wow, we're looking at uh, some reason. We're looking at Mahomes' wife. Yeah, well, you asked her. me what she looked like. Okay, right? all right. And you said Mr. Ed. That was really cruel. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Well, well, Kelsey's said, wife is going to look a little bit like Taylor Swift. So it evens up in the end. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to saying uh, goodnight to uh, Raven. Raven, sorry. We have to say oh, goodnight. thank you so much for having me. I appreciate okay. it. I had fun. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. And Lucy, thank you. Is she around? Do you want to put her on camera? She's camera shy. She's sleeping. She's, she's sleeping yeah, already. She's in front of my desk on her little cat tree sleeping. And where did you she's find her? She's literally it? right in front of me. Was she walking down the street or would you go someplace to get her? 
Uh, we went to a shelter really? uh, together. Mm-hmm. Does she have a backstory? Does she have? Um, I think she was uh, in a litter of one of the cats at the shelter. Okay. And she's got the six. She's like only like six months old. The six toes. Is anyone explaining that or is there? That's common in cats. I think she has seven yeah. on her front paws and six on her back. Wow. She's got lots of extras. She has posy You always need some like extra toes. Like a big thumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's all. Look at the big thumb. Thank you for inventory. Thank, uh, thank you, Switchy, for joining us. Switchy is going to pull it. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and, and what you have today are you the low-cal 5,000-calorie uh, pancakes and bacon. I, forgot, uh, I didn't have the scrambled eggs. Didn't have, it's Lent, right? You have to kind of sacrifice. Okay. Do they know what Lent is down there, south of the border? What's that? No, you got it. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Juan. South Juan. of what border? <laughs> you know what border. Juan, Juan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Pleasure and, to be here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, so, what we're going to do is the uh, plugs. Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops. Is an organization that raises money for uh, veterans after uh, of uh, combat after 9/11. They build them homes that are more adaptable to whatever kind of uh, injury that they got in combat. Uh, so, in other words, uh, lower counter space, lot, not a lot of stairs, things like that. They build them these homes, and then they, uh, when they're finished, they rip up the mortgage, give them the key. It's their homes forever. These are people who uh, you know we all ought to, and um, this is a way that you can help them. Homes for our troops. Uh, just uh, Google them, see what they're about. 99, 90 cents of your charity dollar goes right to our veterans, okay? Homes for our troops. And also, we have to remember every week that John McCain was not someone that you make fun of. He's a war hero. He's a disabled veteran. You don't make fun of people like that. So, until you hear us next time, this is Mac for the entire gang, and there is a gang tonight, saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete, and I'm sitting here with the one and only Mac Maloney. Hi, Mac. Hi, Pete. Now, Mac, you've got a new book out called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught that you wrote with our pal, famous crime novelist, Mark Zapula. How did this whole thing come about? Well, Mark and I have this uh, mutual friend that we would go out uh, having beers with every once in a while, and he had the same 20 stories that he would tell us kind of over and over again. And at some point, I said, you know, we should write these down. And we did, and it turned into a boat. It's such a crazy title. How'd you come up with it? Well, kind of the same thing. We're in the bar talking to this uh, friend of ours one night, and he just said, you know how to get rid of a body at sea and not get caught. And, of course, we didn't know. And so uh, he told us. And uh, the secret is in the book, but I can say that it involves a lot of chain link fence and some crabs. Now, Mac, you gave me an advanced copy of the book. And like I said before, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos if The Sopranos had a laugh track. Thanks, Pete. But it also gives you instructions on how to do some pretty shady stuff, stuff not exactly legal. Well, yeah, the book is about the true life adventures of a juvenile delinquent growing up in Boston in the late 1980s. So you get a lot of the inside stuff like the best way to steal a car, best way to burn a car, how to make fake IDs, things like that. But in one chapter, you actually tell people how to turn an old broken down Toyota into a brand new Rolls Royce in five easy steps, and it actually works. Uh, Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I didn't believe it until I saw the proof, but yes, it actually works. Now, one last question. There's a lot of laughs in the book, but also a lot of pretty crazy stuff 
legal and illegal. Is it really all true? It's really all true, but um, on the advice of a publisher, they've asked us not to say anything beyond that for legal reasons. But yes, it is all true. Well, thanks, Mac. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the Al Ferrari story by Mac and crime writer Mark Zapula. Get it today on Amazon.